0: Blog Talk Radio. Sunbury Press Book Show, sponsored by Sunbury Press, publisher of books under nine different imprints in a variety of categories, sold worldwide wherever books are sold. I'm Lawrence Knorr, and today we will have author Scott Stevens with us. Scott grew up in New York and is an avid sports fan. He was a sportscaster and then a sports writer for many years. He also contributed more than 100 number one most viewed articles for several online magazines. His work for those was enjoyed by more than 125 million readers. He started writing novels when an editor he worked for suggested that he give it a try. We're very glad that he did, but Scott is now the author of three novels, On the Run, which we've just released, Twister Town, which is in formatting, soon to be released, and On Ice, which is in editing. So welcome, Scott. How are you today?
1: Judd, how are you doing?
0: Great. So tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your journey as an author. It sounds like you uh, you had quite a quite a following with your sports writing and your magazine writing. So I'm interested in that and how that transitions into writing these these novels.
1: Well, it, it's it's kind of funny because on on a behind the scenes level, the transition was mm-hmm. really strong uh, as far as editors and, and uh, people of that magnitude. As far as fans and followers, I thought that they, when I did On Ice that my followers that liked my sports articles and my regular articles would be fans of a novel They really weren't. And it, it turned out that I had to, while I made the transition, I had to get two uh, you know separate sets of fans one for my articles and one for the novels now I'm not doing the articles as often anymore so most of my fan base is from my novels but it didn't translate as easily as I thought it would it was kind of weird
0: well I think it's the the good old divide between non-fiction and fiction that we see in publishing it seems to be easier to get a nonfiction audience, especially if you're writing on a topic that's of interest. But once you convert that over to fiction, you really you really have to find fans, people who love fiction and love storytelling. And I'd say one reason why you're with us, probably the most important reason is we just think you're a great storyteller as evident in your three novels. So maybe we should talk about those a little bit. I know we're, we're actually publishing these in reverse order to how you originally came out with them And I think that's okay Because they're not a series They don't share common characters between them But um, let's start with right. the one that's, that's out now That our listeners could go purchase If they wished uh, On the run More of a crime international thriller uh, Give us a little bit about that Without giving too much away
1: Well um, on, on the run Is, is supposed to Give it's supposed to give the reader everything they want in a suspense novel: thrills, um, action. Uh, try to have non-stop action. That's that's kind of hard to accomplish, um, and uh, a decent, plausible storyline. Uh, the my better half is an artist, so I go to a lot of art shows, and. I just watch people and then I, that's how I came up with the idea for on the run because there's so many people coming in and out of the tents. You, you never really know who these people are and you never know what right. they're carrying because everybody's always carrying something. And that's how I got the idea for it. And, uh, but I wanted to do something that was better than the other two that I had done at, um, as we followed like two groups of people in on the run, which was a little different from my first two. And uh, that was, it was, it, it actually made it more fun to write. So I, I, that way it, it took, um, it was actually like writing two different stories at the same time. And to keep the reader engaged, not only on, you know, the main story, but the secondary one as well on everything tied together yeah. nicely. So. Yeah, you do. I'm trying to. You do have to way. You do have some interesting,
0: interesting places and some interesting characters. I can almost picture Keanu Reeves starring in the movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah it, well,
1: it, if you got his number, it's it. all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wish <laughs> I had his number. <laughs> I'll, I'll look for that. I'll look for that for you. <laughs> so you can tell us a little bit about the story, sort of give us the premise. I know, I know it starts out with some kind of a drug dealing situation and
1: and turns into uh, a chase. Yeah, uh, Dwight Cobb is the main character, and he, while in the tent, while his wife is conducting art business, um, a gentleman comes in and asks them if he, he can leave a package with them for his brother to pick up in a few minutes, which really wouldn't be an uncommon thing in that type of scenario, and so they were they, they agreed and uh Dwight's wife left to take care of some business and he was at the tent by himself and the wrong person came to pick up he gave the package to the wrong person and it ended sure. up being a drug deal gone bad. And suddenly he was found himself by doing one nice act for a stranger, he put himself right smack in the middle of a, of a drug deal, uh, of a drug theft. And then uh, they obviously thought he did it and that's where the this, this story takes off. Yeah, and if you could, what
0: what locations come into the story? I know they're bouncing around uh, between begins, some different places.
1: Yeah, it, it, it begins in Miami. Uh, everybody's Everybody's together in Miami. And then when Dwight's life is in danger, he takes off and he heads up to Tampa where he lives. And then um, the other characters start a cross-country trek toward Mexico and they stops across the country in Texas. And eventually everybody ends up in Cabo San Lucas. So it's they all they start in Miami, they kind of split off and then they all end up in Cabo. So it it it's truly on the run, truly on the run. I mean, they go clear across the yeah. country.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of driving. That's a lot of Route 10. <laughs> I guess <laughs> yeah. a portion yeah. of it through it, it, Florida yeah. and through Dixie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a very fast-paced, high-energy novel. And and I know our goal at at Milford House Press, that's the imprint that we're publishing these. So we wanted to uh, take your work and bring it up to bring it up to another level and uh, a bigger audience. So I think they'll be very pleased with that. And I, I that on the run has movie written all over it. I know we'll be working on trying to find those opportunities. And so,
1: yeah, the and, the other book. And that's what, go ahead, you. I was just going to say that's that's what made it. This was probably of the three. This was the easiest story to write for me, because it, as I was writing it, the movie was playing out in my head, and it was, that just made it so. I mean, on on ice was, you know, it was it, it was good. Twister Town was a little bit easier, because uh, I had the storyline, uh, pretty much played out for that. But on the run, it just it just came together so fluidly. And that was part of the reason is I was looking at it as a movie and just describing what I saw in my head. And I, you know, I hope that someday I can see it in movie form. That would be really cool. I, I agree. That would mean we we're both very
0: successful with your work. So the second book, which is the, the one that uh, we're in the process of formatting, which is also the second book of the three that you've, you've published in the past is one in the middle. So, at least that one's in the right sequence. <laughs> the other two are flipped. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Twister Town, totally different track here. You're, it seems like you're small town. Weather plays a big part, obviously. You got a weather girl, you got a number one draft pick baseball player. So, give, give us a sense of that, uh, you know, you, how that came about, and tease us with a little bit of that story.
1: I. I had a friend that used to live in um a very rural area of Illinois. Very small town, like the fictional town of Tolland in Twistertown. And uh I used to visit him once a year and it was it was kind of a nice getaway from the city. You know, it was a small town, three thousand, four thousand people. They had a, I think there was a Maytag company there and that was the big um employer for the region. And one time when I was visiting, the tornado sirens went off. And I know what they are, even though I don't, you know, live in the Midwest, I know what they are. And I immediately started freaking out. I'm looking for a bathroom and a bathtub and then I realized nobody else, I was the only one. Everybody Hmm. else was going about their business. And it was very odd to me. And I still went and took shelter anyway <laughs> until the siren stopped because I didn't want to be one of many casualties. And then I started asking around, and uh, I learned that the people in the town felt they were safe, that a, a tornado had never been in the town. It had hit uh, Tornados had hit neighboring towns. They had gone toward the town, but they always dissipate or steer around it. The town never had a direct hit and the the like the kids who are born into that environment they grow up with with the thought that it's not coming so we don't have to pay attention and to me it was just very odd um that people wouldn't heed the, the you know the, the sirens when a, there was a tornado on the ground um and that that's where the the story for twister town came uh, came from because it was, I mean, it still boggles my mind today because I know that it's true, you know, that it, the town in the book is fictional, but it's, it's, it's based on a real town. Um, mm-hmm. in the book, Emma green is the, uh, the main female character. She's a meteorologist. She knows she grew up in this town and she knows that the people think that they're immune and she, and she sees in a weather uh, approaching weather pattern that the streak is going to end, they're going to get hit. And she faces two dilemmas one, people she, she feels people won't believe her, and two, the uh, her boss, the chief, chief meteorologist, doesn't agree 100% with her forecast and won't let her air it. So these are the two dilemmas that she faces, and she knows for certain that not only is there going to be one tornado, but there's going to be multiple that are going to come together and form the biggest tornado ever recorded. And it's going to happen right there in, in their town. <laughs> of course. Like
0: the town that never has any <laughs> trouble with, uh, with sharks happens to get the biggest shark ever <laughs> in long Island.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's also a baseball player though, who plays a major part and I'm curious about your interest in baseball. You, you talk a lot about him and uh, his rise in the minors and it seems like you have an interest in baseball. I don't know if you were a player at some point, but, uh,
1: what about a little yeah. bit about him? I um Yeah, I used, I used to play. Um, I I've always had an interest in baseball ever since I was a kid. Um, I, I played for a long time and, uh, I just needed uh, a male character to uh, go alongside with Emma Green. And in the small town in the Midwest, it it seemed perfect to put a, um, uh, I believe it's a double A, you know, a double A um, baseball team in there. So I I created the character of Ricky Lee, uh, who's a number one overall draft pick. He was assigned um, to uh, Kansas, which is where it takes place, and he's from Maine, so he he doesn't have any experience with tornadoes either. But he started dating Emma, the meteorologist, and and she started telling him what was going on. And all he wanted to do was help people, but he still had to play ball at the same time. So uh, mm-hmm. it it it. I think the um, the baseball aspect. Anybody who's ever been in in a small town in in the center of of the country, I think they, they understand that, um, what having a team, even a low level team in the community, what it does, it's, everything is very tight knit. They, people know the players. Um, the the players are very active in the communities. And I thought it was important to, to include that to get the complete small town feel. And, um, they end up working together. Uh, Ricky's doing everything he can to try and, help Emma get the word out and not lose her job at the same time.
0: Yes, another fast-paced, high-energy, this one more of a disaster or pending disaster that's got to be dealt with. We won't give too much away as far as the result of the tornado. Does it miss? Does it not destroy the town? Or does it come through and rip the place up that no tornado has ever hit before? We'll have to let the readers find out. Uh, I think the cover <laughs> shows a pretty, a pretty uh, bad outcome <laughs> for dramatic effect. But yeah. uh, maybe that's just
1: the imagination, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking too good. It's, I see lots of, lots of destruction. <laughs> on the cover. But that could be a neighboring town. <laughs> that could be.
0: It could be the town right before it gets there. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you know, you ha- I have to say, you know we want people to judge a book by its cover and be excited about the, uh, the energy that you can see on that cover and get a sense of pending disaster. So yeah, it was a lot of fun to, to help create that cover. And so that was book two. Now the first novel you came out with was on ice and now we're actually placing that third. The main reason being that on the run was, was just coming out and had a lot of energy behind it and we thought we'd you know take your latest and and get that out and then work on your backlist following that so uh on ice uh again a completely different story here but also a lot of action so tell us a little bit about uh about that the characters and the plot uh what what you can without giving too much away
1: well on ice is is um is a little different than Twister Town and On the Run were, were something that I had witnessed personally and uh, got ideas from. Um, on Ice was different in the fact that I, I didn't see a cop in action like John Kincaid, the main character. Um, that was more along the lines of something that whenever you, there's cop movies on every day. You know, and, and there's always a SWAT team, and I always just wondered what happened if, if what would happen if one of those guys went rogue, you know, mm-hmm. and just decided to do something not follow orders, and that's kind of where the idea for for on ice came from. And uh, John Kincaid is is uh, he's an older guy. He's on the SWAT team. He's one of the most respected shots in the state and uh the state of Michigan and uh he's facing retirement he didn't put he wasn't real smart with his money he's divorced his kids don't talk to him he's an alcoholic so he doesn't really have a lot to look forward to he's one of the guys that his job is his life and with retirement a couple of a couple of weeks away it's reality starting to set in and he's he doesn't have a lot to look forward to so he was on on a job and um, he didn't follow orders and then he, um, he ended up killing a guy and he went from immediately from cop to criminal. And the story of On Ice follows along with him on his ride on his journey I guess um, changing over from police officer to criminal and it takes him through the um the jail system the court system and then uh has uh, um he he befriends a an unlikely person uh takes his side and she's the only one and she she plays a major role in in the storyline and um it's hard to talk about it and not give it away but it, it just takes you yeah. along on his and it it the uh the ending wow no matter how far into the book you read, um, the ending does not turn out how y- you would expect it to. It's yeah, really
0: hard I, I, cause guess I don't want
1: could, to... Yeah, no, much. we don't
0: want to give that away, but I guess we could say you you definitely emph- emphasize... Or emphasize <laughs> what word was I thinking? You empathize with the, <laughs> uh, with the lead character, it, even though he's been accused of
1: Something very bad, so. and you know that was that was one of the cool things a lot of the um the, my fans that I've spoken to and and reviews that have been left um say that you you hate him but then you feel for him because of his his situation and and how things have been, and same with the other character the other character is the opposite you the the main uh, female character you they they liked her and then they were kind of wondering what she was doing. And then at the end, nobody liked her. you know? So both of the characters have, you go along the ride for the ride with them and you, you feel what they're feeling and, you know, you're angry at them. You sympathize with them. Uh, That's uh, some of the feedback that I've got from, from the people that have read it. And to me, that's a compliment
0: yeah yeah I'd say so. Oh, we're looking forward to getting uh to getting that one out as well sometime in the next few months uh, i I have to ask you you know when I read your bio it talks about you growing up in New York, yet when I'm looking at your books, you've written about Michigan, you've written about Illinois, and of course you've written about the whole path from Miami to Tampa. Around to Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> so, uh, where where are you situated as an author, if I may ask? And uh, I guess you're in Florida now, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, yeah, I live um, about an hour north of Tampa on the uh, on the west coast, and I've been here for uh, since the 90s. I've been here for a long time. Yeah. So uh, it's you know I grew up in New York. But it's I mean Florida's New York will always be my home, but I haven't been back there in so long that you know it's when i when I think of things when I think of storylines and stuff, it's never um New York just isn't really at the top of the list anymore you're in not what in what a new York New York frame of mind, huh? <laughs> no, but you know what oddly enough, the new novel that I'm working on takes place in new york city <laughs> ah see that that
0: was gonna be my well, next question, uh yeah. you know. Tell, it, tell us about what you're working on next. I know we're we're getting out your backlist, and of course you're continuing to write. So, so you are going right. to write about uh, New York, uh, about the city, yes. New York City.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, what are you what are you up to? It, it, yeah. um, it, it takes place in, in New York City. I'm about halfway finished with it. Um, I'm I'm taking I'm, I'm taking uh, the the writing process of this one a little bit differently. Um, than previously, and that's from uh, my experience with uh, Sunbury Press and the editing experience with uh, On the Run and Twister Town, and, and I've learned a lot, and I've learned a lot of things that I was overlooking. So my writing process for this one is I'm kind of editing it a little bit more as I go along rather than waiting until I'm done and going back. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's making it take a little bit longer, but what's going to happen is when I finish with the first draft, it'll be much better than, you know, the other ones were. Um, And it's it's also making the stories a lot better, uh, the story a lot better as well, but it takes place in in New York city. Um, The, uh, uh, I guess a, a quick, Synopsis would be uh, boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, but girl has mean boyfriend, <laughs> and, and it's it's uh it's uh and and he's not he's not a a boyfriend that wants to share, so it's uh it's another thriller, um and but it takes place like I said in New York City and and um it it's kind of it's been fun to write so far because. It it brings me back to when I was a kid. You know, there's scenes on on rooftops that you know, like I used to go on rooftops when I was a kid. I, I when you when you do that and you live there, you just do it. You don't really think about it. Now down in Florida, people don't do that. You know, so it, it's 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 kind of fun to go back and you know relive the the city life. And you know, there's there it's a little it's a little more complex to have um a chase go on and stay within the city it was a lot it was very easy and on the run to go from miami to mexico you know because i had the whole country to work with now the the whole storyline takes place in new york city so i'm I'm running into limitations uh, you know that my Uh, mind wants to go other places and and you know i'm trying to keep it right there in the city but it's 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 been a lot of fun to write so far and you know there's scenes a typical New York City, you know, subway, there's scenes on the subway, there's scenes on, in alleyways and on rooftops and things like that. But it's yeah. it's going to be another uh, another thriller, and uh, I'm hoping to have that complete and uh, ready for submission probably uh, by the end of summer, hopefully.
0: Good, good. Yeah, I've always told my kids uh, when I was taking them to New York City the first time, I said, you need to think in three dimensions, not two. Like, well, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I said, well, around here. Down here in central Pennsylvania, you pretty much drive from point A to point B, you know, north, south, east, west. Um, there is no, there are no high rises, and there's no subway. So when you add that yeah. altitude, <laughs> that altitude dimension, now you got three dimensions that you're worried about in New York City, and you could have a chase just in a skyscraper or through the subway into the other side of town.
1: Yeah,
0: or I can I can imagine yeah. this would get pretty harrowing and hectic, and um, so it's, yeah, it sounds it's, like it's a little it's kind of, little closer to on the run but
1: it's a love triangle not a drug deal. Right, right, yeah. 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 Well, it's not not really a love triangle. We we got to it's sort of, you know, the um the boyfriend <laughs> doesn't treat the girl properly in the first place. You know, so he's giving her every reason to look elsewhere and then but he still doesn't like it. And uh it I tell you what it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun writing it so far because it it's and um, uh, just different. Um, the thing I like about writing is is your mind. You you can open up parts of your mind and express them in ways that you you normally couldn't do in everyday life. And there's certain aspects of it's it's um it, it's gonna, it's going to be action packed again. And there's a lot of um interaction between the three, obviously. Um, but mm-hmm. there's you know, suspense, anger, violence, love, you know, I mean, not romance, but, you know, you know, you understand what I mean. Right. Well, we only
0: have a couple of minutes to go. So I'd, I'd like to give you about 90 seconds to tell us what you're doing now, um, promoting-wise, you're, if you're going to be anywhere or doing anything in the near future. Anything you'd like the listeners uh, to know? Uh
1: just uh, last Saturday we did a, a fantastic event at Barnes & Noble in uh, Oviedo, Florida. That was part of the Derwent Valley Lit Fest over in the United Kingdom. Uh, second year in a row I've been a part of that. Um, that was a, a fantastic um, event. The, the, the results were great. We had a ton of viewers, ton of people were in the store. It, it was it was absolutely a, a, one of the best times I've had at, at a, a book signing. Um I don't have anything scheduled right now. Um, that's That was the end of my calendar for the year, but I'm working on uh, doing some more stuff. Oh, I, I had a very good uh, conversation with the store manager at the Barnes & Noble there, and uh, I'm going to be looking at some other Barnes & Noble stores probably in a month. I'm going to start scheduling some for the end of the year. I'm really looking forward to that. That was a great
0: experience. Yeah, sounds like it. I know we want to get more involved in that Derwent Festival. Uh, I had talked to the organizer about that. And, and we have a lot of other authors that uh, if a few of them could get involved, uh, I'm sure we would we would all benefit from it. Oh, yeah. All That's right.
1: The guy does a fantastic job, Richard. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today, Scott. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, wish you. Thank you. Thank all the you best. and. Yeah. Let's get through the formatting and editing on the two and, Get your your new one out as well. We've been talking to Scott Stevens, the the author of On the Run, Twister Town, and On Ice, and other things to come. You've been listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Mm